Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And once again, I'm so glad to be here with you for this week's episode, which is all about four midlife myths that women need to put aside for their own well-being. And I have to say, I am pretty excited to talk to you about this because it's a huge problem. The thing about the way that myths work in your brain is that you don't really think they're myths. They're just something you've been believing, but may not even understand the way you're processing the situation or the thought. The actual definition of myth is simply a widely held belief or idea. See what I mean? You've got tons of them about all kinds of stuff in midlife. Empty nest, aging, jobs, seniority, transitions, starting new things. You name it. We probably got a myth for it. (laughs) I always like to look for clues from earlier years just to get more perspective on the whole thing. Now, I don't know about you, but I started to think about midlife a bit in my 20s. And I'll tell you what I mean. My guess is that you probably started thinking about what midlife would be like when somebody you knew well got into the midlife territory in one way or another. Like when they turned 40 or 50, perhaps with a milestone birthday or some kind of event. For me, there were two specific events I remember that kind of woke me up to thinking about midlife more than I had before. They both happened in the 80s when I was in my early 20s. The first was related to a brief stint that I had at a summer job at a bank. I don't remember how I got the job or even the name of the bank, (laughs) but I do remember having a specific conversation with a nice woman I met at that job. It's funny, I don't remember her name either, but she was kind enough to drive me to work with her every morning that summer. She told me something on one of those drives that really stuck in my mind for years. It wasn't a crazy story, but it seemed crazy to me. It wasn't a particularly unusual story, but it seemed unusual to me. She told me how long she had been working at the bank. She told me that she had been working at the bank for 20 years. That was how old I was at the time. She had been working at that job for the same number of years that I was old, 20 years. So basically, she'd been working at the bank for my whole life. I could barely get my head around it. It just seemed crazy to me. She'd been working at one job for about as long as I was alive on the planet. It was the first time I'd ever really thought about what work could be like in midlife that you might be at the same job for your whole working life. So that was one time I remember thinking into my midlife future a little bit at work. And of course, the irony is that I was at my last J-O-B before becoming a life coach for 19 years myself. I started that job in 1994 when I was 31, just when I had gotten engaged. And I got laid off in 2013 
when I was 50. Somehow, it didn't seem quite so crazy when I was living it myself, but when I was young and 20, I had difficulty thinking through the whole concept for sure. Now, the other example had to do with one of my mom's milestones. I remember how weirded out she was when her 25th high school reunion rolled around. She and her best friend started talking about it and their speculation about who might be there. I remember also thinking that she and her friends still looked really good for 43, but appreciated how weird the whole experience must be. She ended up going back to her hometown, Sealands Grove, Pennsylvania, met up with old friends, and had a blast. My point of sharing these two stories is to just think back to when you first started to think ahead to midlife and what it might be like for you. Who were your role models? Were the experiences you witnessed positive or negative? What did you make it all mean in terms of your next chapter back then? Today we're talking about myths, and some of these myths would have been formed back then, others more recently, and in the end, it doesn't really matter. But I think it's interesting. (laughs) What does matter is what you think now, what's actually going on in your brain right now about this age and stage of life that you're in. Do you know what's going on in your brain? (laughs) It's these thoughts that are affecting you now. And my amazing women in the middle, you might be surprised to learn that some of the ways you're thinking about this part of your life is just full of myths about aging, about opportunity, about possibility, about all kinds of things. And that's what I want to dig into a bit today. Myths that I believe you need to put aside now for your own well-being. Myths that are getting in your way without your permission. Myths that have the potential to make your midlife less enjoyable and less exciting. So let's take a look. The first myth I want to raise your awareness to is based on a common expression that you may actually buy in on superficially anyway. The common expression is the best is yet to come. Nice, right? Sounds great. You would probably like it on Facebook if someone posted it in a pretty graphic. You would probably also save it on Pinterest. You might even catch yourself saying it without really thinking too deeply about what you're really saying. However, I have a feeling that you may not actually believe it. You may really believe the opposite. The best isn't yet to come. The best is over. That's the myth I want to shine a spotlight on. The myth that the best is over. Not yet to come, over. Done like dinner. Kaput. Think about the negative impact of really thinking this way. If you don't think the best is yet to come, what do you think? That the worst is yet to come? That it's what I like to call a downhill slide from here? Or just that the best isn't still out there? It happened already. So just think about this for a minute. Compare the two general sentiments in terms of how you feel when you think about it. First, think about the best of life being still out there yet to come. Ah, do you feel it? Hope, positivity, curiosity, motivation, maybe even energized and encouraged. You see what I mean? Now, think the opposite. The best of life is over and the worst is yet to come. How does that ideal make you feel? Maybe sad, hesitant, nervous, uncomfortable, maybe stressed, troubled, or even resigned. 
just to name a few. So this is what I'm getting at. You really have to understand what you're thinking and what you believe. Your thoughts are what create your feelings, even when you're not super clear about what's going on up there. Do you really believe that there is good stuff to be coming your way in your next chapter or not? Now, I believe 100% that the best is yet to come. I want to believe this. I know how I feel when I do believe it. There's no downside to believing it. Now, does this mean that only good things will happen? No, (laughs) that's not what it means. But I think it's a myth to think that it's a downward slide from here on out. That aging and everything that comes with it has a lot of positivity associated with it. That's what I want to think. So I'm here to bust this myth up, and I encourage you to do the same. And if you're not quite ready yet, that's okay. But at least notice what you're thinking and continue to ask yourself why you're choosing to look at your world this way. Are the emotions associated with this belief useful to you? Just start there. Okay, the second myth I want to raise your awareness about has to do with aging. The myth is that everything to do with aging is bad. It's simple, but common. The idea behind this myth is that youth is good, aging is not as good. Being young is desirable, growing old is not. You're better when you're younger and you're worse when you're older. That's the gist of it. Again, like with many myths, you may not be aware that you think this. It can be really sneaky and subtle. One way that I found myself buying into this a bit was by the simple observation I would make sometimes about not looking my age. I'm told by many people that I don't look 57. I've been told this sort of thing for years. When I looked, like when I was younger, they would say, oh, you don't look 47. Oh, you don't look 37. When I was really young, people would tell me that I looked older than I was. When I was like 17 or 18, I looked like 25. But that's not the same thing as what I'm talking about here. So now that I am 57, I get told that. And... Like I said, I've heard this sort of thing for the last, um, you know, few decades anyway. And I always thought that having a round face and being short helped me look younger than I was. (laughs) Makes no sense. But you know, every once in a while, I have a thought that doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, like I said, I've been told this sort of thing for years. But what I want you to notice is what I noticed, that I take pride in it. I like that people say it. And I don't have a problem with me thinking it either. Ask yourself, do you think things like that? Now, as students of thought work, you may remember that your brain likes to find evidence to prove thoughts and beliefs, and in this case, myths. In this example, it's easy to see that I think this is a fact when really it's just a thought. A thought that someone else is thinking and expresses to me, and also a thought that I'm thinking that makes me feel positive. Now, I want to point something out. When somebody expresses something to me, again, as a student of thought work, you know that that is actually a fact. But it's not a fact in terms of it being true or not true. It's a fact only in that it happened. I heard it or observed it or it was written to me, and then I had a thought about it. So either way, if I'm thinking that I look younger than I am, 
or if somebody tells me that I look younger than I am, it is a subjective thought. (laughs) But it does make me feel good. Why? Because of the myth that younger is better than older. Looking younger is better than looking your age when you're older, as a thought that many of us think. That in midlife, it's better to look younger than you are. Interesting, right? Here I am, the biggest cheerleader around for the amazingness of midlife, and I found a sneaky thought lurking up there in my brain. I am curious if you also think that. Ask yourself, what do you really think about aging? The idea that aging is related to doom and gloom is a thought, not a fact. You can decide to think if it's useful to you, but you don't have to. You don't have to think it. All you have to do is spend some time talking to people about what positive, wonderful things they experience later in life, and you will see that thinking this way is a myth. Spend a few minutes on Google looking up success after 50, and you will also see that thinking this way is a myth. You will be amazed. One of the most shockingly fabulous opportunities happened for me after 50 with that opportunity to have something I made included in a four-month Museum of Modern Art exhibit in Manhattan. Can you believe it? And if you want to hear more about that, check out the show notes for the podcast episodes and blog links where I explain that um, scenario, what happened there in detail. All right, so there you go. I'm busting this myth up too. (laughs) Okay, the third myth I want to talk to you about is that you have fewer opportunities than you did before. That the doors to opportunity close when you turn 50. That the best opportunities are gone for people our age. Now, this one drives me crazy because it's related to so much fear. And this is also one that I experienced personally. Again, it's a myth. Now, I'm not saying that ageism isn't alive and well out there. It's alive and well in some workplaces for sure. It's alive and well in our culture sometimes too. But part of the problem with the myth that there are fewer opportunities out there for women our age is related to what we believe about opportunities for women our age. That there may be fewer of certain types of opportunities, but there are more of others. So it's not cut and dried. Think about how you show up when you think there's an opportunity versus when you don't think there's an opportunity. Think about the way you think about opportunity when you're excited about possibility versus when you fail in advance. Think about your feelings about putting yourself out there to create and or to compete for opportunity when you're actually afraid for a variety of reasons, one of them being rejection or failure. Think about all of it setting the stage for what? Success or failure? It's interesting to think about. You really set yourself up for a negative um, outcome. But my friend, I've seen so much since I've been an entrepreneur, which has been after 50 for me. I see women all over the place, all over the world, all different ages, many over 50, doing different things, connecting with different communities, learning different skills, and shaking up the joint. Actually, they are blowing their own damn minds too in the process. Seriously, I've seen it firsthand and I believe it so hard. So consider this myth busted 
too. Now, the fourth myth is one that you might be familiar with. It's that midlife is crisis worthy, that having a midlife crisis is almost normal. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting it's never a kick in the pants or a big giant wake up call, but I wouldn't call that a crisis. I believe midlife is a noteworthy transition, but not a crisis. A crisis is defined as any event that is going or expected to lead to an unstable and dangerous situation affecting an individual, group, community, or whole society. Emphasis on the words danger and instability. I just don't believe that midlife as a phase of life is dangerous and unstable. I do believe that, like I said, midlife is a noteworthy transition. It's also a time worthy of a lot of reflection and redefining who you are and what you want. Yes, there are also some health concerns that can happen during this phase of life, but they can happen at many phases of life. Now, midlife crisis, as defined, is an emotional crisis of identity and self-confidence that can occur in early middle age. Okay, now what do you think? Like I said, it's noteworthy, but is it crisis worthy? I see it as an opportunity. It shakes you up a bit so that you open your eyes and really make decisions that help you enjoy your life at a higher level. Yes. Full of a couple of wake up calls. Absolutely. Empty nest angst, illness, taking care of parents. Yes, all common in midlife. But to believe that midlife is crisis worthy that midlife crisis is a thing that you should expect to experience? No, I'm not a fan of that belief at all. And again, ask yourself, how is this belief useful to you? Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel excited about your next chapter? Not so much. So I'm busting up this myth too. There you have it. (laughs) Four common midlife myths that I think we should say goodbye to. Like I said, life is just full of myths about aging, about opportunity, about possibility, and basically your world getting smaller and less great. I don't buy it. I think you really have to give your thinking about your beliefs some serious consideration. Raise your awareness. Watch your thoughts, your jokes, your conversations with your girlfriends, all of it. There are clues in there all over the place about what you really believe. Now, these are four myths that I believe you need to put aside now for your own well-being. These myths are really thoughts and beliefs that are getting in your way. And now that you know about it, if they're in your way, it's with your permission. When you don't know what's going on in your brain, they don't have your permission, but now you do. They're on autopilot, but they have a big emotional effect. The bottom line here is that these myths and others have the potential to make your midlife less enjoyable and less exciting, less grand, less amazing, less zippity-doo-dah, if you get my drift. Who needs it? This is what it means to be intentional. You really have to turn the light on up there in your brain and take a good look at what is occupying some pretty amazing real estate. Your real estate. You know how I always say you have to be the queen of your brain domain? 
This is a great example of what that means for real. So on that note, please be advised. There are other thoughts available for you to think. Here are four suggestions. One, the best is yet to come. Two, you're not just older, you're older, wiser, and more fabulous. Three, your world is just beginning to open up to opportunity that you never even noticed before. And four, midlife is a time to decide what you really want so that you can do midlife on purpose. Any questions, my friends? (laughs) The choice of what to think and believe is yours every day of the week. All right, that's it for today's episode. My focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. It's time to get excited about your life again. Remember what I always say, being the queen of your brain domain is definitely the best way to be. Check out the show notes with more information and links at susierosenstein.com. Download my free guide, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And want to connect more with me in the future? Join the free Women in the Middle Community Facebook group where we continue the podcast conversation. Head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. And if you're ready to finally put yourself first, you can become a first lady. Join my new midlife membership, the Finally First Club. This is an upbeat virtual community for midlife women just like you who want to stop feeling stuck and confused and finally start making the changes that you want in your next chapter. The clarity, courage, and connection you're looking for is only one click away. So join us now. We're waiting for you. Head over to www.iamfinallyfirst.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one myth at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.